Back ahead, Danny Briere. Briere sets up Carl. Side of the net, deflected, score! This is episode 23 of the Liberty Y'all. I am Danny Deemer here with Chris Stumpo. That was a Carter Hart game. The Carter Hart week. Week. He's been incredible the last, yeah, week. He's been awesome, and we lost. We, we would have lost this game if not for Carter Hart. Bottom and line. the post. <laughs> and the post, yeah, for hey, sure. Sometimes you got to be a little lucky. But that first and second period, man, we did not deserve to be in this game. He was he was the reason why we were, we – were kept alive for so long to finally make that that last push towards the end of the the third. There was a couple of couple of points in the game where we were getting outplayed pretty bad by uh by New York, especially in the third. Like we were turtling for a little bit there. You know what I mean? Before we got that three one goal from yeah. Sanheim, like we were getting hemmed the that, whole time. But that that's what a good goalie does for you, man. It, it it gives you the opportunity to get through those rough patches in game. I mean, I, I know this team's kind of sick. To, a lot of them have the flu. I know Provorov played with the Half flu. Half of our defense has the flu. I know. So maybe they're a little tired, but it, it it's great to see Hart keep the boys in the game and then the boys finally responding and saying, we got your back and putting up five against New York and King Lundqvist. It was a fucking great game, man. Even it was though, a fun one. Even though it wasn't the prettiest game, we found a way to win. And that's what good teams do. And it's been fun. Last, last game's been fun, man. I tweeted out from our account that the Flyers are 19-0-3 when leading or tied. After third, like, and they are 10-4-1 in one-goal games, I think, or 10-1-4. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. This team just finds ways to win games, especially at home. Like, they still only have two regulation losses at home, and their next game will be in 2020 at home. So they're ending the year, the calendar year, with two regulation home losses. That's That's incredible. And like you said, I honestly think the, the the break's coming at the perfect point, right, where we kind of Definitely. needed four-game winning streak going into the break, feeling good about ourselves. Hopefully when we come back, we'll get Raffle and Lots back. It's looking good, man. It's looking Definitely. good. We're having fun. We're having fun. And we're winning hockey games, and that's what matters. The, the Rangers were the team that was pushing on our – well, not really pushing, but they were the team under us in the standings. Yeah, it so, was a big so game for them. Yeah, they are gunning for that wild card spot. And they were within five, I think, coming into this game. And now we push them back to seven. Or it was either seven pushed back down to nine, I forget. But that's a big win, especially to get that in regulation. Explode in the third like that. Awesome. Kevin and I wanna, fucking Hayes, Yeah, I want to talk about Kevin Hayes' revenge game. So he downplayed it going into it that it didn't mean much to him. But you could see after he scored that goal. Like, There's money on the board. Like You yeah. know he. No, you knew it meant a lot to him. It meant a lot to A.V. too. He's, A.V. came out before the game and it said how, how much it means to him, I mean, he got fired from from them, not even a year, uh, not even two years ago. So I'm sure they both feel some type of way about it. And for him to pot two goals tonight, yeah, it was awesome. And both one of the goals. both of them were disgusting. You know, Dave Portnoy is, is <laughs> Barstool was is already trying to find the clip of that goal, both of those goals, and trying to tweet it out right now. But, yeah, but one the, snipe, one breakaway, dangle kind of dangle. off a lo- lucky bounce, but hey. When you're playing well, you get those lucky bounces. But of course, it's weird though because we weren't even playing well at the time. It was we were getting we were getting over getting hemmed in in the zone. But I do know towards the end of the third, we were getting hemmed in, and I was kind of complaining. But as you could tell, I mean, obviously it would happen. But New York was pressing a ton late in the third, so obviously it's not going to be the cleanest kind of breakout game when teams are pressing that hard. But it's great to get those two goals from Kevin Hayes tonight, man. 
and it's a it's a, it's a different different kind of vibe now from from, from last, last week, episode. Huh? Yeah, hundred percent. And um, we we kept stressing how if this continued into this week, we'd be upset. We're not going to freak out until it happened this week, and then they followed up with four straight wins. So reset complete. Like we said last episode, we were, we wanted to come home. We wanted this homestand real fast, and the boys did exactly what we thought they were going to do with it. And four-game winning streak going into the break, it's perfect. It's exactly what you would want. Third in the Metro. Third in the Metro. Last time we left off, we lost 7-3 in Winnipeg, and we told everybody to calm down. And we come home against the Ducks on Tuesday. We went 4-1 against uh, Buffalo. Thursday, we won 6-1. We won against Ottawa Saturday, and we come home today, and we went five one in New York. Perfect I kind of want to talk about that Ottawa game for a little bit because that, that, that I know we say this a lot this year, yeah. But that's definitely a game they lose last year. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? In Ottawa, Ottawa always plays us hard for some reason. And they do play us hard. They don't like us. And we don't like them. When Duclair scored that goal to make it three two after we had a two goal lead, yeah. the old Flyers would have folded under that. But I the, love how he turns into like Gretzky. When he Every us. time he played. Even when he was on Columbus, Columbus yeah. New York. Always. Dude always torches us. Yeah, but Ottawa, that was a fun game. And we I honestly I was ready to bet a lot that there was gonna be a fight for that in that game, and there wasn't. I really thought there was Especially be a fight. with the way Stewart and uh Burrow were talking before the game. Like they were up at the Yeah, they were all ice. chirping yeah. each other. And I know the Ottawa coach came out before saying the guy who laid the hit on Konechny, he didn't want him to fight. I remember. Yeah, because half that. their defense was injured that game, so he didn't want to lose his top guy. But it's answer the bell, bro. Got answer. Yeah. It, it didn't happen. We want. I would rather win the game than than call for a fight. Well, TK got a little hit on him, but then it was followed up with Burrow punching TK in the yeah. face, and there was no call on that one. Right? You could just abuse Konechny, and you won't get calls on you. Like <laughs> like D'Angelo tonight. Let's get into that. Jesus Christ, this guy yeah, was mugging everybody in the third period and then didn't go to the box <laughs> until it was blatantly and, obvious. Yeah, until, until the ref was like, all right, dude, enough for you sucker punching <laughs> dudes right in front of me. You got to go in the box. Yeah, at one point, it was like, dude, JVR, he punched him. I was like, dude, that's like the fifth flyer you've punched. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Wait, towards the end when they were all fighting towards center ice? Yeah. Yeah, you were like, how many flyers are you going to punch and get away oh, with it? You just, just fully Mayweathering everybody. But... No, I like D'Angelo as a player, but don't like him punching my players in the face. I hate the Rangers. <laughs> I always hate the Rangers. Just something about them. Maybe it's, maybe it's their fans. I hate New York, you know? Honestly, was it just me, or did this feel like the typical Henrik Lundqvist game in the beginning? I it really did. thought he was going to shut the door against us. and I really thought it was going to be one of those games where we do everything right, but you just face a hot goalie, and that's what happens. That's why the buzzer-beater goal from Sanheim was huge. Because if the Flyers went into the third with zero goals, it, it probably would have gotten in their heads, to be honest with you. But the fact that they got that late one tie game, they got outplayed the whole second. You go into the third tie, and that was huge. Also, I know after every episode, at the end of every episode, we do the the breakout things, and the, and a couple of weeks ago we said JVR, and I know it's not it it wasn't our last week prediction, but. He's been awesome since, honestly, everyone's been calling him out. Everybody was ready to give up on him. Even me and you were were pretty yeah. – we were sitting here like, okay, man, it's time for you to start scoring goals. And he's been scoring goals, man. The last five games, he's got six goals. So, You know what irks me? Mm. And uh, I don't know if you've you've seen this either, 
but lately, like, all the goals JVR's been getting, they haven't been the prettiest goals, but do you see the people on Twitter going, oh, my God, like, basically discrediting his goal, his goals, like, especially the ones that went off of, like, what game was it? Buffalo, where a yeah. bunch of pucks went in off the defenders. They I were like, oh, Buffalo, yeah. J- JVR with another lucky goal to pad his stats. Bro, a goal is a goal. Like, are you, like, are you rooting for your play? Like, you're paying JVR $7 million. If he's not playing well, I'm all for bashing him on Twitter. But when he's actually scoring goals, I don't care how they go in. It's the same thing as when Voracek was going through that rough patch and he got that that really easy tapping goal yeah. and people were giving him shit for that. As long as they're scoring the goals, who gives a single fuck how they're happening? Who cares? He's in the right spot. He's making the right play. The puck went in the net. That's literally all that matters. So I don't know why people get hung up on shit like that. Another we- uh, breakout player that we predicted a couple weeks before going off of our JVR one. We also said Zanheim. Too. We did. No. I tweeted out a couple of games ago that I thought Zanheim was skating well and I thought people should uh, keep an eye on him. He's he's weird because like I don't think he's been playing bad all year. Like He's been having a pretty solid year, especially defensively. I don't think he's been as fluky in the defensive zone as he usually has been in his first couple of years with us, but Nah, man, he's been awesome, and it's great to finally see him potting goals. Yeah, I think the reason why we're not seeing him uh, as much as we used to is because didn't he run the second power play unit last year? He did, and obviously the your your points are going to go down yeah. when you're not in a power play because he's not on either of them. So. He had the most points on the team tonight with three. Uh, two goals, one assist. He was he, awesome. He, he should get the helm. Ah, I don't know, maybe Hart. Who, who would you get? Hart. We haven't seen it yet because we're recording this right after the game finished. So people already probably know who got the helmet for this game. But, yeah, it probably should be Hart. Incredible. If, like I said in the beginning of the episode, if Hart wasn't in goal tonight, we would have lost this game. No, I don't even think it's a question. He was standing on his head at one point in the game. Well, we were getting outplayed. I thought he looked awesome. He's been awesome all year. Other than an Edmonton game, Hart's been fucking awesome. And Especially we said it in the summer, this team's going to go as far as Hart takes him. If if he heats up at the right time, man, honestly, look out. It's going to be scary. It's going to be fun. Coming into this game at home, he had a 944 save percentage. And yeah. tonight he stopped 34 of 35. So that is probably going to go up. So he's sitting at a around 950 save percentage at home. That's the shit he used to do in juniors, 950. I know. Like, that's in- it's- ridiculous. He had better stats than Lundqvist when they showed the goaltenders in the beginning. Remember, we were like, oh, my God, he has yeah. better stats than Lundqvist this year. And then we saw the stat. Of the Flyers after like three games, uh, after being tied after yeah, the third period. Yeah, 19 0 3. Well, now 20 0 3. I know. Geez, I remember I was like, oh my God. I was like, this team is a force. His save percentage right now is a 9 12. It's going to go up after this game, so it's still good. And if you really take into good. if you take out his outlier games, like the one in Edmonton, like I know they happened, but if you take those out, the kid's sitting at like 9 30. The kid's, the kid's looking pretty good right now. I mean, we knew he was going to be good this year. It was just a matter of how good he was going to be. And right now he has 22 wins, and it's December. So we'll like I, I always sit back and think, like, what's he going to be like in four years? Yeah, when he's like in his prime. Completely yeah. groomed into – yeah. I, it's, I don't even want to say it because we don't know what he's going to be. He could be – he could change this entire franchise. Heart. Dude, he's already doing it right now. I mean, he – I don't even think it's that. I just think we finally have goaltending. We just finally have competent goaltending, and it, it shows what it does for a team. Being able to bail your team out a couple times in the game really gives the boys confidence, and we've seen the boys answer that bell 
game in and game out. And it's awesome to see. It's 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 refreshing. I'm They're getting see. spectacular goaltending this year. You know, both guys. Are yeah, awesome. as I said, it, I wouldn't even say like competent goaltending. I'd say like supreme goaltending like they're getting really good goaltending that's been the difference yeah i mean i didn't mean to say competent but i i I know you meant because like last year they didn't have anyone competent yeah yeah it's i know we've been saying it a lot this year but it really is refreshing seeing this team respond to heart helping them out especially late in games especially early in games when they come out slow and he stands on his head and Allows them to get their feet under them, and then like once they get their feet under them, like we saw tonight, they just explode. They just explode. Yeah. So this, this team's fun, man. We knew last week to to take things slow and not overreact, and it's good to see the boys back us up. It, it, it's good to see the trust that they gave us, like back in. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's good to see the boys back them up for sure. It's good, like, because after that road trip, everyone like the thought seeps in because yeah. like we've collapsed at this point like at every year. And, um, like, I know I know, it was in the back of everyone's head, but this week is, like, like we actually tweeted out a couple of times, this week's a deep breath, you know? It's like, no, ah, it this is. team is still good. It all Actually, it all attributes to Konechny coming back, in my opinion. Konechny, it's clear how much they missed him while he was gone. Big time, yeah. He's a, he's a big part of this team. One thing I want to talk about, um, and it's not, I'm not, like, complaining about it. I never slandered Giroux, but I kind of want to see a little more from him. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I don't think yeah, I don't think he's been bad. Like if you look at his stats, I think he has twenty five points in thirty seven games this year. Yeah, that's low for him, you know. But mm-hmm. a lot of that is also other dudes are actually getting points finally. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, the death behind him is actually good now, so he doesn't have to carry the team on his back. And but on this upcoming road trip, I want to see some some vintage Claude. Yeah, I want to see some Giroux games. Dude. I agree. This year he has. 24 points in 36 games. He has 11 goals and 13 assists. So I don't think he's been playing terrible. The last five games he has one goal, and that was against the Ducks. He can and thank uh, Konechny for about, like, seven of those goals. Of his 11, they've all been tappings. And Frost gave him one tapping in Carolina as well. He did give him one tapping. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're kind of right. Did he have a point tonight? He had one assist tonight. He had one assist tonight. So his last six games... Including the game in Minnesota. So the Minnesota game, the Winnipeg game, the Duck game, the Buffalo game, and then Ottawa game, and then tonight. Adding all those games up, Drew has one goal and two assists. So, yeah. But they've all been wins. Yeah, so they've like, all been yeah. wins. So, like, yeah, we, Danny doesn't want to sit here and complain about him. But, yeah. See, asking more out of your captain after those numbers is, I don't think it's a bad thing to ask more out of Drew, for sure. I'm, I'm sure he would sit here and tell you the same thing. Yeah, no. I mean, at the end of the day, I definitely all I care about is winning games. Winning games yeah. for sure, and it's awesome to get that W today, five one. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm still excited. I love doing these live shows. Yeah, me too. Raw emotion. If you, if, you, <laughs> if you look at the box score for this game, you would think it wasn't close, but it really came down to the wire there. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, last couple of games the Flyers have had these close games, and then right at the end they explode. It's awesome. Except for that uh, Buffalo game where they just blew them out yeah. of the water. That, that was the best game. All year. Of, of, yeah, all year. Not even a question. It was just 60 minutes. They had 16 shots. A like pure it was... domination. And it was, I mean, it was big. Eichel didn't play last minute. Yeah. Warm-ups. But no, that game was, like we said, the best overall game that this team's had all year. Not even a question. But now but now we head into break. We're excited. Four-game four winning streak. 
And the team's just playing well, man. Get some dudes healthy. Yeah, get Elliot. I'm uh, not Elliot. Get fucking Lawton back. Lots dealing with a groin. Hopefully Raffle as well. Raff. And so we can set Andrea off and maybe Vorobiev down. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. you're done with Vorobiev. Yeah, I Let's am. talk about Vorobiev real done. fast. Because he does, when he gets called up, I feel like it's really weird. When he gets called up, the first game he plays, is I feel like he looks good. And then he just fades back into the shadows and you really don't notice him. I said this multiple times. He plays like he has such a large skill set, like that slow, patient game, but he doesn't, and that's like not. He does enough. have skill. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I, I I've seen him make those plays, but he's got to work harder. He's got to play with a little bit more ur- urgency, my man. Like I, and I'm sure he knows it, because that's been the one knock on him. Uh, I, I've seen coaches come out and and basically say he needs to play with more urgency. That's why, that's why he got sat back, sat back down. I'm pretty sure Gordon said it last year. Something, something along those lines. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm also ready for where we have to go back down. I mean, I know he was playing, he was playing three C in front of Frost towards the end of that third. And I know Frost got hurt, or if AV just sat him because it was towards the end of the game. I think that was one of them deals where he just mixes and matches lines. Yeah. Because I saw Frost Faraby Pitlick at one point. I did see that yeah, too. So I, yeah. I don't know. That's another thing we can get into. What the the, uh, the Morgan Frost people wanted to send him down. Yeah, go ahead. Get into it. How do you feel about that? Because you already know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, you already know how I feel about that. <laughs> Should he be sent to the AHL? No. If this was last year and the team was collapsing around this time, yes, I would say send him down. But the team is winning. Uh, he's had a couple assists in his last couple games, has he not? Yeah. Yeah, and they've been really good assists. Like he could have had another assist tonight. Could have had a goal tonight. Could have had a goal tonight. Yeah, if he elevated that puck a little more or if Lundqvist wasn't God. <laughs> no, I mean, I... I get the frustration from the people that are calling for him to go back to the AHL. I mean, I you expect Morgan Frost. All the only thing that you've heard from this podcast and, and nationally that he's this this, this prized possession prospect that's going to really help this team. And he's come in and he had a good start and he kind of faded into the shadows, just like Faraby did towards the. Oh, he's back season. now, though. Faraby's back. His pass tonight to uh, Hayes. Frost doesn't look bad, though. Like, I, I, I'm sitting here watching every game. I'm watching every, every one of his shifts. Does he look like this crazy good prospect right now? No. He, he's learning on the fly in the NHL. This is we're winning hockey games. This is what this is what you want. You want him to learn on the fly, like just like Drew and and JVR did in 2010. Like you said before, Danny puts it in perfect words. Say what you say. This is not like they're not the guys right now. They're the depth. Yeah, I was I was actually just gonna get into that. This is what I I called this. This is what I said about either I think it was last week or two episodes ago. I was saying I don't want people, especially with all the injuries we have, to be calling for Frost, Fairby, these guys' heads because they they are the depth. They're not the dudes that are supposed to carry the load at all. I think a lot of it has to do with Frost scores in his first two games, looks amazing. And then he hasn't had a goal since then, and I understand why everyone is is bitching. But the fact of the matter is, what I think he was a point per game in the AHL. He has nothing else left to learn there. He has to learn the NHL. He lit up the AHL. Like, what what good does that serve? Like, he's not Jordan Wheel, you know. Like, you don't just throw him back in there because he's a good AHL player that lights up the AHL. He's gonna be an NHLer one day, so you let him learn in the NHL. He is an NHL. He's. I just don't see. The value of sending Morgan Frost back home yeah, right neither. now, when he's around a winning environment right now, four games straight, he's around the boys, and 
I'm going to keep going back to it. He's not playing bad hockey. He's not, no, he's he's not, not. playing noticeably bad hockey. He's not playing hockey that's going to make the team lose. You know what I mean? He's not going to lose us a game. Like, he's not playing that bad. People need to calm the fuck down. And I love people like calling for him to get sent down while we're injured. Yeah. Like, we're already depleted. So yeah, let, let's send down the guy that makes, what, 700K? Barely any cap it. Let's send him down. Oh, good cap relief. Yeah, but hold on. Let's, on a serious note, who would he, if we, if we sent Frost down, who's replacing him? Andreoff's staying up, obviously. We're not going to send Andreoff and Frost down. So Andreoff's playing 3C, or Lawton comes back and plays 3C, then Andreoff stays on the fourth line. Like that, that's what we're looking at right now. No, I'd rather have Frost yeah. in the 3C than Lawton as my fourth line. Well, the only thing, because like, they're looking for centers, because Frost is a center. So, yeah. like, what they would have to it would probably just be Vorobiev, which is, yeah, in I'm that good. case, Frost no. brings me a lot more yeah. than Vorobiev does. Frost, a couple times in games, makes that one play that could turn into something. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm not, no. Frost to the AHL, no. Good to see Frost and Faraby on the same line together. I want that yeah, to stay, but I don't want Voracek on it, because they're no. they're young, and they're they're fancy, and sometimes that turns into turnovers. Yeah. And I don't want a guy like Voracek having to get them on the help defense on the way back, back checking. It's like two young rookies that can turn it over, and then the one veteran that always turns it over. That's when you put Scott Lawton on that line when he comes back. Have him. We're awful. We're yeah. yeah, Either one of those. You honestly could put Albe Kubel on it, and I might be a little too small of a line, but Albe Kubel. Oh, let's talk about his goal tonight. Dude, yeah, what a he's, snipe. Dude, he's been Jesus awesome Christ. We, he's been awesome since we called him up. First NHL goal tonight. Absolute snipe. Top right cheese. He's been awesome since the call up. Big Casa, energy guy. Ka- Casa went back down. Yeah, he had he had a NHL goal in front of his family. He in did. Front that was of, awesome. playing against his brother. Yeah, it's a good moment. What what I've really learned from the last week is I said it to you I think a couple of days ago. I said you know the Penguins they always get injured and they just call up these like no name guys that no casual fan has ever heard of. And they do their part. Yeah. That's what I think Kasha, Albe Kubel, Robiev, even a- Andriov, like, I mean, he's a fourth liner. I'm not asking for a hat yeah. trick, you know, like, just do your part. Everybody that's on the team right now is doing their job to be in a four-game winning streak right now. So anybody on the team right now is doing a good job in my eyes because 34 saves on 35 shots for fucking Carter Hart tonight, man. Just in the fucking zone. Give me that all Against Longquist, day. too. Against Lundqvist. In the beginning of the game, JJ was like, oh, it's going to be a, a goalie duel. Carter Hart says, I won this one. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't look that way at first, though. No. It was a little scary for a second. No, there. Like I said earlier, I really thought it was going to be one of those typical Lundqvist games, dude. I was really really ready to hop on this pod and, and be like, yeah, Henry Lundqvist happened. I can't really get yeah. mad at it, you know? Definitely felt like one of them games, dude. It was bad. But uh, Ottawa... Matt Niskanen goes out with the flu, just like everyone else, and he's kind of been the glue guy of the defense this year. Ivan Provo was the number one. He's the talent, of course, but yeah. Niskanen's the, the glue veteran, and they went in there and got a win without him. It was great to see them battle one out. You can see the difference, though, without him. You know yeah, what I mean? Makes, there was a lot of defensive breakdowns that game. He makes the defense better. It's it's pretty obvious to see, and he makes Provorov better. But Provorov didn't look terrible against Ottawa. But Niskanen definitely makes Profi look better. I and mean, the entire defense plays better as a entire unit when Niskanen's in the lineup. So he's very valuable. Profi sure. and Niskanen, they're, they're just like, they know each other. Like, you can see that chemistry building every it's game. Just, I get a sense of calmness when they're out there together. Yeah. They, they just They both know 
where the other one's going to be. It's the sense of calmness when they're out there. When I see 9 and 15, for sure. I love it when um like things are going rough, like we're getting hemmed in our own zone, and they throw out 9 and 15, and then they throw out the first line, and you just know. That's how you know we're good. You know, when you put out our first pair and our first line, and then the puck doesn't ever leave the offensive zone. <laughs> That's I love that shit. It was so good because Danny and I were watching the game tonight, and the puck was in the defensive zone. And Dan sits back in his chair. He's like, you know what? He was, he was like, you know what? Put 9 and 15 out there and then the Coots line. Get Coots in the zone with the puck, and the puck will never come out. What what happened? He, he stormed right in Carried there. right in, <laughs> yeah. set up, and I don't think the puck left for a good 45 seconds. It was utter domination by Couturier that Couturier is ridiculous. It's so fun Shoot watching. Shootout goal in Ottawa. So good. And he got robbed on that one breakaway. Bro, he cracked that dude's ankles. Yeah, we so haven't did, talked about that enough. Kevin... Kevin Hayes almost scored against Ottawa in overtime. Yeah. Morgan Frost had that beautiful backhand pass to Sandheim. Sandheim almost scored in, in Ottawa. We, we should have had that game. Like that was another times. game where it felt like, all right, the goalie's hot. But, we're going to lose. Why is it like every <laughs> fucking goalie reverse like, stands on their head in the beginning of the game, and then we finally find a way to solve them? It's the weirdest thing. Like, Hellebuck against in, in Winnipeg oh my was God. awesome. That, that Francois or Francois yeah, goalie yeah, in Colorado, he was clamped. Yeah, but... It, he was also clamped for like a while. Like he was really good for a, a good week. I think yeah. he was just playing out of his mind. So, but I'm saying we always face these goalies who aren't playing that well at the time, and then we just get slapped in the face in the first period, and then the boys settle down and score five. It's the weirdest thing ever, but I'm not complaining about it. Two. When Katoria got robbed in that overtime, I was like, "This guy's name is Hogberg. I've never even heard of him." You know what I yeah, mean? I, really like, I thought it was my Eshel goalie. Dude. Yeah. I really didn't know who the fuck he was, and he's out here robbing Sean Couturier and Kevin Hayes. I'm screaming at my TV. Let's talk about uh, the road trip ahead a little bit. You want to? Yeah, I'm done. So we got a six-game road trip coming up. Fucking hefty road trip, dude. Yeah, the I West Coast. It. This is usually the road trip that we start the season out in. That that, that Vegas, yeah. then we go to Colorado, then... The dog. I, mean, I fucking hate this road trip, dude. It's good to actually have a good record and good momentum going into this road yeah. trip because I feel like every time we get this road trip, we're in the shitter every single time. I'm going to read off the the team names of the next six opponents. Yeah. Actually, I'll read the team names of the next eight opponents. So we got San Jose on the road. Well, this is all on the road, the next six. San Jose, Anaheim, Los Angeles Kings, Vegas, Arizona, Carolina. And then we come back home for... The second half of a back-to-back against Washington, and then Tampa, and then Boston. It's rough. Uh, a lot of late flyers after dark games. Like, yeah. we got 10.30 p.m., 8.30 p.m., 9 p.m. I hate those fucking games. I hate those games. Man. Yeah, me too. Sometimes I'm, like, so tired watching them, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Especially if they come out and look shitty. Bunch of play stops and everything. Bunch of plays. You just want to shut the fucking TV yeah. off and go to bed. But, now the one we... Have questions to answer after we start talking about this road trip. But one of the questions is from in the net hockey, and the question was, which game would, on this upcoming road trip are you most scared of? And his was Arizona, and I would have to, I would my choice would be would be between Arizona and then Vegas, would be my two games that I'm kind of nervous going into. Um, see, uh, scared is weird for me because I'm not really scared to play anyone not, not right scared, now. Scared, but. Cautious games, and I'm just like, that's a good hockey team, and that's going to be a good game, and we could possibly lose that game because they are a good hockey team. For me, it's definitely the one at Carolina, 
the last game of the road trip. Yeah. Because... You can see that being a dutter because it's the last one of the road trip. Yeah, and Boys Carolina is within a point of us. Like, we just went over them. We have 46. They have 45. Same games played. So, we're, like, literally neck and neck with them. And it's the first half of a back-to-back, uh, the sixth game of the road trip. I could easily see the Flyers... I could, yeah, like you said, I could easily see that being the dud game, and which would suck because that's the game we really need on this road trip is the one against Carolina. Because we are neck and neck with them in the standings right yeah. now. And I, I really don't want to lose to Carolina and then have to go home and versus Washington the next night. You know? Like, I want to win that first game. Yeah, so. our schedule in the next two, three weeks sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's, for sure. Our schedule up until, like, February is really bad. It, honestly. It, this is where this team is going to... This, this is where this team's going to really know who they are coming out of this yep. this upcoming schedule. It's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. We're bursting good teams, and if we win some games against good teams, the hype with the, hype with the Flyers rolling skyrocket. Dude, they, that crowd tonight was electric. I love to awesome. see it. They were live tonight. You can me, me and Danny heard it very, very clear. I'm sure you guys did too. It, the crowd was definitely into it tonight. It was awesome to hear. But we can definitely get into some, some questions now. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Since we're doing an after game kind of kind of show, we tweeted out. Maybe you guys want to ask us some questions, and we got some. We got some. In that in the net hockey, asked another one. What line can we see once Raffle and Lawton comes back? What what line or what, what lines? What, what lines? I'm sure the question was. Oh well, we just had a tweet the other day with our uh, lines once everyone was healthy. But I want to see. We did. You want me to read that off? Yeah, go ahead. Why not? Right. Yeah. So. The lineups that we personally wanted to see when everybody's healthy was the Drew Frost connecting line up top, and then Vareem's like Couturier, Voracek, Albi Kubel, Hayes, Verby, and then Pitlick, Raffle. I mean Pitlick, Lawton, Raffle. I'm sorry. Especially after tonight, you remember a couple of days ago when I texted you and I said, uh. On the podcast, I didn't think Hayes and JVR would work, yeah. but now I don't want to break them up because it clearly works. Mm-hmm. I think that lineup that we have, I mean, it, it's it's even in the tweet. I definitely would swap JVR on the Hayes' line. Uh, one, because I feel like JVR and Voracek on the same line, although Couturier is in the middle. Yeah. I feel like that could get a little reckless sometimes. So what do you want to see? You want to see a, a Drew Frost connect me and then a... And then a um... Who do you want to see on the second line? You want to see Hayes with with JVR, you said? Yeah. Yeah. And then Albe Kubel yep. on the third line? Yep. Faraby, uh I might even put Faraby in the top six. Yeah, throw Faraby. Yeah, instead of Albe Kubel, because I'm kind of cautious. My original thought was in that original lineup to swap JVR and Albe Kubel. Yeah. But I don't know if Albe Kubel would really be that much that effective in a top six role. I mean, it's worth a shot, but I know Faraby would be. Mm-hmm. So I would like Faraby up there, but I definitely want to see JVR and Hayes together. Like there's just two big bodies that they're skilled. Like, yeah, and I think Hayes' defensive game will help out. Even though JVR this year hasn't been terrible as he usually is defensively, I think having Hayes with JVR would help him out with that kind of with that aspect of a game. Like but, I'm not gonna lie, JVR has looked really good the last couple. Yeah, of he's games. looked awesome. He had one, br- yeah, yeah, yeah. He had one play today where we both. Uh, immediately recognized like off the boards he took the puck defender on him usually a play where he gets caught flat-footed and the, turns the puck over and he had a burst of speed like like a michael raffle random net, yeah, random crash the net with speed it was awesome 
I miss Raffle, to be honest, man. I miss Lawton, too. I, w- I really wanted Lawton in that Ottawa game so bad. Bad. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> you know he'd be screaming yeah. at people, too. Yeah, I miss Lawton. Chuck, you fuck. You chuck, you fuck. <laughs> but we got another question from at DanLaw83. Carter Hart is a beautiful and magnificent man, is he not? Yeah, he is. Yes. 100%. <laughs> yes. He is a very good, very good goalie, and I very much like Carter Hart. He's very good. There, there will never be any... <laughs> Vino, Hart, Giroux, Coots, Pro V slander on this podcast. There might be A V slander in like five years from now. You know, <laughs> don't hold but, us to that one. Yeah, don't hold us to that one. But yeah, there will be zero, zero slander of any of those, any of those people. Especially Giroux. Giroux slander pisses me off. So we got a really weird question from the high and wide radio. I don't even know if I should read it. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip that one. But gin and juice. Our boy on Twitter went to his first game tonight. I don't know if he went with his family. Maybe I mean that's looking like his family. Hope he had a really good time. You called a great game. That's a great first game. The crowd was up. Crowd was definitely yeah. up. Let us know how loud the crowd actually was there. We would love to hear it because we noticed from the couch for for definitely, definitely sure. Like I live for that shit. Like I know the the attendance numbers. Like there's been a big fuss about it, and it's because of the holidays and all that shit. But, like, as a Flyers fan, it always hurts to see that building with a lot of empty seats. And tonight, I was I was happy. I was really happy with couple, that. A couple of weeks ago, there was an article, people on Twitter. Com- I mean, we even we commented on the, the one game. I, I forget which game it was. It was the first period was kind of empty. Yeah, I think it was the Ducks one. Was it the Ducks yeah. one? But you can also contribute that to, like, weather, traffic, and shit. Because it did kind of fill up towards the end. And it's the Ducks. And, like, the Ducks. and it was, like, a Tuesday game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not worried about that, but tonight it was great to see. I mean, this team's winning and winning, so when you win, people start to notice, and they keep winning. So, yeah, it's probably going to be rocking after the Christmas break. People getting Christmas presents, Flyers tickets. It'll be filled again. Don't worry. Coming out of break. That Washington game is going to be really fun. On the on the first game back from the road trip, I know we're, we're talking about a game that's two weeks from now, yeah. but if we have like a somewhat good road trip, and the fans are getting in. I want to see that building packed that Washington. So game. the road trips, six games, right? Yeah. I just want to come out of that road trip with a winning record. Honestly, just come out with a winning record, and I'm happy. I my like thought process on tough road trips is, all right, how many games do they play? Six. Give me six points. I don't, I don't, it's a weird thing, but that's the way I've always thought about road trips. Like that. Like at the minimum. Yeah, yeah. Like me. if if I get six points out of a six game road trip, I'll be okay. Usually. Which is like three wins, which yeah. is three and three, but I'll take three and three. I mean, it's not ideal, but like they're playing, they're also playing some rough teams. Like the Kings are not that good. The Ducks, like we just beat them. Yeah, San Jose, they're starting to figure out their shit. They're always dangerous, but I think we're better than San Jose. And we always seem to play Vegas well. In Vegas, yeah, I know. I was gonna pick that as the game that scared me the most, but then I like I don't think we've lost in that building. Now ever. Taylor Hall in Arizona scares me. Oh, I forgot bit. about yeah. Taylor. I don't think we've ever. When was that? Was that trade uh, before last episode or after? I think it was after. I don't Damn, that, yeah, I want to get into that a little bit. That trade is that is crazy. When you're a small market like the Coyotes, that's what you have to do because like, you can't sign free agents. You, like, you know how the Rangers got Panarin? Yeah. You're never going to see anyone go in the Coyotes willingly. Um, that was a really smart move by their organization. That was an awesome yeah. move. They didn't, they didn't really give up that much for him. Yeah, like the, the first-round picks kind of hurt. Yeah. 
but you knew you were gonna win now. Yeah. You knew you were gonna give up that for fucking Taylor Hall. If you're the Coyotes, like I'm sure you're sick of first round picks. All all they've their franchise for the last six years is oh, what's our first round pick gonna be? They don't give a shit. Just like us, like I don't care about our first round pick. Nah, I'm done with picks now, dude. Oh yeah, at the deadline, I don't give a fuck about that pick. You can trade that. After seeing this team play X amount of games now, I'm yeah, draft picks can go fuck themselves, bro. I'm in win now mode for sure. I'm seeing red. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing red. This four-game winning streak's got me real. I, I can't like, – my head keeps going back to Carter Hart tonight, man. Like, I, I was really, really impressed with his game. And the, and the broadcast pointed out a couple times how square he is to the shot is incredible. He's always ready for the shot, man. Like The cross creases, the, the angles he takes in the blue paint is incredible to, to get ready. He's so fucking impressive, man. How many games this year have we been like – he should have had a shutout this game because this was one of them. Because the yeah. the one goal that went in, he made an incredible save on. I don't. I forget who it was, but it was on a breakaway. Yeah, we it said a, it. Uh, it was that fucking Leafs game where he had that weird goal bounce up and then off his back and then in. Yeah, that was another game that he should have had a shutout. He should have had a shutout tonight, like you said. He's been robbed a couple times. His last three starts: New York Rangers, Anaheim, and Buffalo. Against Anaheim, he's allowed one goal. Against Buffalo, he allowed one goal. And against the Rangers, he allowed one goal. Three goals in the last three games at home. Ricardo Hart in his last three starts. He's so good at home. His numbers at home are ridiculous. Then his numbers away aren't. Yeah, I know. It's weird. They'll change. A lot of that has to do with them. Edmonton and all those games. It's skewed a little bit. But, but um, he's incredible, man. He's been playing really good hockey for us. He's, he's definitely one of the reasons why we're on this four game winning streak right now. He's one of the reasons why he's one of the reasons I was confident in the reset. Honestly, I was confident in the reset because I knew Carter Hart was well, he he's here. So he he's been awesome, man. Yeah, Lights out. After a couple of losses if Flyer fans are ever panicking, like just sit back, think we have a great coach. Like we have a goal. We have now. a great goalie. Yeah. If you have a great coach and you have a great goalie, you'll figure it out. I always think back to that road trip and how bad it was. But when I like I did some some number crunching here, and we're eleven four and one in our last sixteen games, and three of those losses, and like the regulation losses, all came in that road trip. So imagine if we didn't have that clunker of a road trip. You're talking about a team that is like thirteen two and one in their last fifteen. I mean, eleven four and one, and three of those all came in a row. That's this team's been really good. No, it's like we said before. It's been night and day, man. It it, it really has been. And just the the way they're doing it every week in every game, like they're winning in different ways, whether it's a shootout, whether it's overtime, whether it's just completely blowing a team out the entire game, or even these the 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 new way they're winning games where they look like shit in times during games and then they explode at the end. Good make, teams are like that I know, though. Yeah. They make the game seem Further than it actually was, you know what I mean. Like if you didn't watch tonight's game and you look at the final score, like oh five one, that was a blowout. But no, the entire like, there was a point in time where I was scared during this game. Like, we were getting outplayed pretty bad. We were getting shelled in, and then Carter Hart just kept kept us in. Like we said, the boys rewarded them for sure. There's been so many games this year where the Flyers have been up a goal and they're getting shelled in like they have uh, tonight. And I'm like, oh god, like you can just feel the game tying goal coming. And then we go down and score the dagger. Like, I always think uh, to the Leafs game when Konechny got the puck on the rush to make it 3-1 to one yeah. when he looked off Giroux. Oh, my God, that was awesome. Because we were getting hemmed in. Like, that game was another game where the final score didn't really tell the story of how yeah. close it actually was. But 
Are you more confident now when we're in situations like that? Because years ago, like I, like, like I said, I know we keep saying that we keep bringing back old shit, but a couple years ago, I'm nervous as shit during this game, and we probably get screwed on. Yeah. And now that we have Hart, and I know, I know I keep saying a lot about Hart and how good he's been, but he he really has. And now when we're getting hemmed in or we're up 3-1 and we know the other team's going to be pressing and sending an extra forward in the four check. Not an extra forward, but they send the defenseman up. I'm confident in Hart, man. Like, I see them get the puck in the, like, a, a pure slot chance. Two years ago, I'm like, oh, that's a goal. But now I'm like, okay, Hart, like, I have the confidence now that I'm Hart's going to make that save. And some, he usually does, man. And he's He's been fucking awesome. Lights out. Totally. When, when we went... um two men in the box and it was a five on three for the Rangers. Most of the time I'm thinking in my head, that's exactly. a goal. But today yeah. I was like, it's carton net. And don't get me wrong. I, you still get nervous at the five on yeah. three because the cross, the cross crease plays were so easy during five on threes. But yeah, like, like you said, a little bit inside of you is confident because Carter Hart's there and he's been proving us right, man. He's like I said, it's awesome to finally have a goalie. Two goalies. You know the boys feel that way. Two goalies, so. man. Elliot, let's not talk, take anything away from Elliot. He's been awesome all year. Saved all three of those shootouts against Ottawa. That Ottawa game, he was incredible. Like, the one save um, when it was one nothing, I believe, his cross-crease save yeah. at the end of the first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. There have been a couple games where Elliot stole games for his team. That the Montreal, Montreal game. Yep. Like you said, played awesome against Ottawa. In the shootout, and it, both of these goalies have just been taking turns having really good games. It's a, it's really it's a really fun to see. It's different with this team. We're not we're not used to getting good goalie, and but, they're really they're really close too. And we we've talked about that before. But like it's it's good to have it's a good yeah. dynamic because the reason why they didn't want to bring back Camp Talbot is because Talbot had a starter's mentality. Mm-hmm. Brian Elliott knows his role, and he yeah. he loves Carter Hart and he wants to see Hart succeed. And they said they have the that friendly internal competition that keeps them going. Like you could see it like. Elliot came out in that Ottawa game, made that save, and it's almost like, oh, but maybe Elliot could play more games, you know? And then then Hart has a game like this, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want Hart in every big game. But no, for sure, you want Carter Hart. Game one of the playoffs, you want fucking Carter Hart starting for sure. But but I I think Elliot right now could start on a bad team and be f- all right. I mean, we've seen him before get a heavy workload and then yeah, get injured. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, both goalies been fine. One thing I want to talk about, I know we've been talking about all the good things that's been going on with this team the last four games, four-game winning streak, but the fucking power play, man, it, it's been it's a problem. It's, a, it's time to talk about it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, give Michelle Terry in the boot. Come on now. Like, uh, no, we're, okay. we're scoring goals. Like, yeah, we're scoring goals. His job's goal, offense. But I feel like the power play has been a problem now for the last couple of years. I feel like... When they start to get going, it's not consistent. It's just for a little bit, and then they go back into that same hole where they just, they just don't score goals. I got two problems with the power play, two main problems. Yeah. One is, especially putting Giroud on the right wall, they've completely yeah, neutralized the one-timer except for Provorov in some cases. That's literally the only one-timer you'll see from the Flyers if Giroud's on the white, right wall. You'll see Provorov's shot. That's it. And the second thing is, there's, they're all pass-first guys. You know what I mean? Everyone on that power play is an unselfish pass-first player. They don't have the – I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say because Konechny is our like our top goal scorer, but they put him in the slot, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing with Frost on power play too. He's in the. Slot. I don't understand why he's in the slot. He has too much skill maneuverability. Yeah. Like he he yeah, he has too much skill. He needs to. Frost should ten times out of ten be on the right wall, on the yeah. second power play. Unit. Frost should be right where Giroux should be and on the right wall, exactly where he yeah. should be. Well, uh, opposite side because Frost yeah. left. Yeah, 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 yeah. I there was multiple times where it was Konechny in the slot, Giroux on the right wall, and then Katoria on the left wall. You Katoria is a big body. Why not just put him in the slot and yes. then give Konechny the one timer from Giroux cross? <laughs> exactly that should where... be a thing that should happen. Not. It shouldn't be Giroux that gets the one-timer. It should be Konechny that gets that one-timer, I think. Yeah, um, You can learn to live with that because of Giroux's playmaking ability. So having Konechny's one-timer over there, I mean, you're not really losing anything because you get that Konechny one T. So, no, Konechny has great I, vision, too, yeah. so he can run that left wall No, just I'm fine. down for that. No, I'm here for that. It's, something's got to change. Power play's been really fucking annoying. It's times now where they go in the power play, and I'm, I'm like, I, I would rather just watch them play five on five. It's just, it's boring. Like, it's like at five on five, they're exciting. Like, they're quick with their passes. Yeah, and they're shooting. Fucking, yeah, they be, they're an entire different team when they're on the power play. It's really weird. And I'm done with the drop pass. I really am. I'm tired of seeing it going back to Giroux. Giroux sends it in the deep. Only, the only time I ever want to see that play is if it goes back to Giroux. I'm, I hate seeing that play. Voracek takes the puck. Nah, nah. nah. Voracek. Every player on the team should know not to give it to him when he's entering the blue line. It's the puck will be gone. Sometimes when he's when he picks it up and he skates really fast, he'll he'll get in because he'll just skate. Yeah, by one everybody. out of fifteen times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, other... Hey, I'll take that one out of fifteen times. No, I'm kidding, but nah, I'm, I'm done with fucking Voracek taking the puck in. Frost is a good option on that one on 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 PP two. Uh, Niski is a good option. And then Katuria on power play one, him or him and Drew, but yeah, Voracek taking the puck in the zone. I'm over with. Or even when like, I know you're gonna know what I'm talking about. When a guy like the the Rangers point man will get it, like the defensive man, he'll get it at the point, and Voracek's like gliding over to him, and then the guy's along the boards, and he one doesn't hit him. Like Voracek's not small; he easily could throw. I've seen him lay people out before. Yeah. Two, he he just keeps his stick extended out, but doesn't go for the puck. Like I feel like he's such he, he doesn't lay the body, he doesn't clear the puck. Like he just he's a turnover machine. And sometimes sometimes Voracek really is frustrating with the turnovers because they're avoidable sometimes. But. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just simple as chipping it out. Like and it's yeah. and he struggles with it. But that being said, I'm I'm not gonna hate on the guy's uh offensive side of the things. No, I was just gonna bring it up. I think yeah. he's I think he's made up for that on the offensive side of things. He he's. I think he's been good. Like, if I had yeah. to sum up Voracek right now, I would say good. Oh, yeah, I, I he's really been all right. don't think he... I mean, he's third on the team with 26 points behind uh, uh, Konechny and Couturier. So, yeah, right now, if I had to sum up, Voracek would just be... He's good. Yeah, I'm not, on the, right. I'm not on the ship Voracek train or no. anything, but... Eight goals, 18 assists, 26 points in 36 games. And a lot... Of, I think a lot of my patience with... Uh, these players is just the depth and like the young kids being better. That's just what happens when you have a good team. You don't complain about guys that's being shipped point. because uh, you have a good team. That's a really good point, actually. Like, if this team wasn't good right now, we'd be blowing the little things up. Oh yeah, so much more. I mean, I, and obviously that's going to come with losing. People always dissect things when you start losing, but no, he's been really good. They're not really good, but he's been good. Like, he hasn't been detrimental to the team. Like he usually was years ago. 
one play always really sticks out in my mind from Voracek. I don't. This is so <laughs> random, and you might not even remember it. But I remember actually. I think we watched it together, and I think, or we were texting during the game, and you were really pissed off about this. It was um, it was a game in Detroit, where within like two points of the eighth seed in March. Yeah. And it's a power play, and he just turned it over to Anthony CU, and he daggered us. Oh, I was probably you were mad. I remember that. That one's burning my memory. If anyone remembers that game, please. Please tweet at us. It was a game in Detroit. Was I with you or was I texting you? I don't. I'm not. It was years ago, like beginning of Hackstall era. I'm oh, pretty sure. No. And it, it was a four check turnover goes the other way and it goes in the back of the net and it daggered our season pretty much. I don't, if, uh, if anyone remembers that, please let me so know. So mad. I don't. I, I it was don't a bad that. turnover. It's, I, it's, I just remember it. I remember it real bad. It's just ingrained in your head yeah. right now. I want to talk about. Uh, Let's get back on Kevin Hayes because we talked about his performance in yeah. this game, but he deserves for us to talk about his performance in the last week and a half. He's been incredible, just bottom line. I mean, that pass, that pass in that Buffalo game. To both of them. He had that behind the back to JVR too. Houdini-like. Uh, just absolutely. Just people who didn't like that contract, uh, I'm not going to tweet it, but I do think about it. I just I kind of just like, not laugh at it, but I'm just – Sometimes it's nice to know you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the contract wasn't the problem with Kevin Hayes. You know what I mean? Like, we knew the contract was going to – like, the contract was the contract. Like, I, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. He, he, he was getting the money that he got. We all knew that. The thing with Kevin Hayes was me was, can he come in here and can he give us just a 2C? Can he get – and he's given us more than that, man. He, he, he's been awesome. Especially now that he's on. He's been. I think he's been good all year, to be honest. I mean, he went through that stretch where people, he went through that stretch where people were just starting to call him out for not yeah. scoring, and then two couple games after, even that, AV for, did, yeah, yeah. After a couple games after that surfaced is when he started uh, picking up points again. But I fucking love Kevin Hayes on and off the ice. He had two goals tonight. Out. Yeah, but one of the best things I saw from the night was on that five on three. When he just w- couldn't, they couldn't get the puck off. Oh my Remember god, that? that was amazing. That just shows you why he got what he got. Remind me of Mike Richards killing penalties. Fuck like with that. that. Remember the shift? Oh yeah, oh, I remember the shift. I, I watch the shift every time. I'm either very sad or very happy. I've been watching a lot of 2010 highlights lately, just because in, in anticipation of April yep. this year. I used to watch. Old highlights telling myself, oh, I miss having a good hockey team. But now I watch old highlights saying, uh, I can't wait to be can't wait to be watching this in April. You know, watching the, the, the current version of this in April and hopefully feeling the same thing. You know hopefully I mean? they're better by then. I know. They should be. That's the thing with this group. They they had the start of this year wasn't bad, but it wasn't like really good either. But since the first couple of months, man, this team's been good. For a lot, for all the adversity they start, like starting the season in Prague, yeah, uh, coming that was home, so good for them though. Yeah, I it honestly was. think then a home opener, and then they went on what like a five game road trip to start yeah. the year. I, or something. I mean, then obviously Oscar, like getting that. News. Yeah, Patrick too. I mean, like this team has have had a lot of adversity, a bunch of adversity that would have broken the team in years past. Next man up kind of mentality, man. Yeah, like we said, David Costa coming up. Obi Kubel coming up and making a difference with his first NHL goal tonight. And his assist to JVR on the breakaway in Ottawa. Awesome. To go up 4-3, that was awesome. But yeah, uh, I'm so um, excited, man. I'm so happy we have a good hockey team again. It really makes me happy. Not to beat a dead horse, but the people that <laughs> are complaining about 
the Hayes contract. I got Jeff Skinner's stats right here, the guy that just got $9 million from the Sabres in the offseason. So we're complaining about $7 million for a guy who is a good penalty killer, a good defensive forward. Jeff Skinner has as many goals as him, less assists than him, less points than him. He's a minus seven. Fuck plus minus, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, 19 points. Kevin Hayes has more points than Jeff Skinner, and Jeff Skinner is a winger that rarely plays f- fantastic defense the level of Hayes does. Yep, and I mean, and the power play kill you got to add into that. How the difference he's made on the on the PK this year. Oh yeah, I, that's definitely where his. That's where he makes where, most yeah, of that's, his brand. Yeah, that's where he got his money from was his ability to, and he's incredible. Like I love, he has such a long reach. Yeah, dude, he's I, so fun yeah. to watch. Dude, his his bo- he, he he's the closest thing, and I'm not saying that fucking Kevin Hayes is Yarmir Yager. I'm not saying that, but he's the closest thing to using. The big dude using his body for just advantage. Reminds me of that Pre- I've Primo. Seen since yeah, just I haven't seen that since I I watched Yager play. Just how big he is. I mean, he's not the fastest guy, but I mean, they're, they're both not the fastest guy, Yager and Hayes. But the way they both use their their body, and they both got sneaky good wrist shots. I mean, that wrist shot tonight was oh my god, beautiful. That's but, the way you got to beat a goalie like Henrik Lundqvist, though. You got to put it sharp right there. I mean, yeah. when Albe Kubel scored. I was like, oh, right where Hayes put it. <laughs> Obviously, that top right spot was money. Money. Lundqvist, you got, you got to feel bad for him. No? Yeah, I definitely feel bad because he played a great game. I have a level of respect for Lundqvist. How, Always. Just how good he is, man. And I honestly kind of feel bad for him. Because, I mean, he's not going to get a cup in New York. I'll never forget that, that game seven on us where he just locked the door. We had one goal. You knew it was coming, dude. I really thought it was another game like that tonight, but ho- thankfully it like wasn't. That. It really did feel like that. It did, no. It definitely did. I mean, I said it multiple times. Glad it wasn't, though. <laughs> and that's that just goes to show you the difference in the team. Like, the fact that we all felt like this is, oh, another game where Lundqvist shuts the door and then they explode. And I'll always go back to that Sandheim goal, with that buzzer-beating Sandheim goal. That was what changed the tides. Right and there. I love how they're still playing that hard with, like, three seconds left. Oh, yeah. I love I, it. Nothing bothers me more than when, like, a team will get the puck with, like, ten seconds left and, like, sit behind their net, like, ooh, surveying a yeah. breakout and taking too much time. Goes to show you. We said before we scored that we just need to start throwing shots on Lundqvist. That's how you beat a goalie that's playing well in the beginning. And perfect kind of shot. He had so much screens in front of him. And then... Perfect goal to go into the intermission with, and then I'm sure AV said the perfect thing to the boys, and then they came out, and the rest was history. 5-1 win, and now we go into the break. Hockey's a weird sport. It's like you could have the momentum the whole period, yeah. but if you Bounces come, if you come away. away from that period tied, you lost the period. You know what I mean? Like in the second period, the Rangers had such a better period than us, yeah. and we came away tied, yeah. and that was a win for me, and that made me feel like, I said it to you, I was like, we're winning this game now just because it's one-to-one, because hockey's always like that. It's like, if you don't cash in when you have the chance to cash in. It's all about momentum. Yeah. The, An execution. huge in hockey. And yeah, you did say that. You said, right when Sandheim said, we're, we're going to win this game now, because I, we shouldn't uh, even have been in that position to win that game, honestly. It should have been like 3 nothing them easily I, like we said I think Hart's been, Hart stood on his head tonight he robbed Panarin like four times Panarin had like <laughs> four grade A opportunities he had one slap shot remember that yeah I know. hit Hart's mask 
You knew he could just couldn't wait to get out of South Philly, dude. Panarin. Yeah. You know, he just couldn't wait to get back to New York. Dude was rich. Very rich. He's, he's fucking good, too. Yeah, he made some moves tonight where I was like, oh, my God, that dude's good. Sabanajad, too. He had a couple of point-blank chances tonight against Hart, and Hart battled, battled through them. I like that kid Fox, too. Adam no, Fox, Adam Fox yeah. is... No, no, no. I said that when when they were playing. I was like, Fox is really good. I was like, don't give him room, because he was giving room on the right on the right boards, and I was like, do not give this kid room. I was like, he's a good skater. Reminds me of a righty York. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Daddy liked that one. But talking about York and Brink and all them, aren't those the World Juniors starting up soon? Yeah, very soon. I'm not 100% sure on the dates. I think they're doing pre-tourneys right now. Cole Caulfield is lighting it up, and we're getting hella shit... I said, hell, oh, my God. We're getting a lot of shit from <laughs> – getting a lot of shit from Montreal fans for that. But, uh, yeah, Cam York's a stud. Bobby Brink – Cam York, I think, leads all college defensemen in goals this year. Or in yeah, points. Give me that all yeah. day, bro. <laughs> I know. Cam York's going to be a, a fan favorite here. I'm very excited for Cam York. But anything else you want to mention to the to the people before we wrap it up? Uh, just keep this going, to be honest. Yeah. Like, the break is huge. By the way, Merry Christmas to everyone. I'm, this is the last time we're going to be able to talk to everyone before the holidays. So, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to Hope everybody. Hope you guys all. Happy well, Hanukkah. Yeah, happy holidays, I should say. Yeah. In case you don't celebrate Christmas. We didn't forget about you. No. If you don't celebrate not. Christmas, we didn't forget about you. Some people do, but we didn't. And Hanukkah's going on right now, right? I don't know. Uh, I'm pre- I think yeah. Happy Hanukkah, but also. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's either going on or, or it happened. I'm not, I'm not sure. Don't don't call me out for that, but Happy Hanukkah as well. It's Flyers Hanukkah. We're getting gifts every day. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, Danny. Flyers Hanukkah going on right now. Kevin Hayes delivering me a two-goal present. God, and it's so <laughs> sweet for him to get the game-winning goal. <laughs> Against New yeah, York, to make too. it his celebration. He was like, ah! Yeah, well, you know, he, he was, was so hype. New York, bro. Oh, my God, I love it. And, you know, in the behind the... Behind the uh, scene thing, or the thing in the beginning of the year, behind the glass. Yeah, yeah. When he was in the cafe, he was like, oh, he's like, I'm not thinking about New York, New York. What was he saying in the cafe? He's like, I'm a flyer now. I'm not worried about the Rangers or yeah. something, something like that. Come on, bro. You, t- if anybody tried to tell you that this game didn't mean a little bit more to him, it was definitely lying to you because him scoring that that, that fucking beautiful wrist shot goal I I, mean, I know that must have felt so good dude. and then after it's 3-1 to one, he puts in just that that beautiful Gretzky goal Gretzky type yeah. you know, you know, I'm waiting for Barstool to tweet Gretzky 2.0 or something yeah. like that and then I'm waiting for the people under the comments to going, take it seriously yeah to take it seriously and be like this is just a routine shot I see every day in the <laughs> NHL like yeah you clearly aren't getting like, the joke do you not know like, yeah. his best friends run Barstool <laughs> like I want to comment on that shit and be like do you not know Barstool in general like they're all sarcastic like, all that's, their, that's, that's their, how they got that's their big. shtick yeah, yeah. it's being cocky sarcastic what's our shtick being the most honest yeah <laughs> 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 I don't even know what our shtick is. Our shtick, I'm gonna say we are we are Flyers Twitter rolled up into one. Yeah, and on a mic. <laughs> that word's so weird. Shtick. Shtick. Yeah. Wait, so we're Flyers Twitter rolled up? Sounds like one? you're saying stick, but like you're Mike Tyson. Shtick. <laughs> what did you say? We're we're Flyers Twitter wrapped up in what? We're just we're all of the reasonable. Yeah. Maybe sometimes, sometimes unreasonable. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, sometimes unreasonable. unreasonable. You know, I'm just gonna say we are the majority of Flyers Twitter just wrapped up and on a mic, <laughs> yeah. and because a lot of the shit we address is is stuff from Flyers Twitter. Yeah, it's just because that's our community, man. You it's know, like our people. Also, 
Say it. Say no, it. hold on. Tell, tell me you were going to say exactly what I was about to say. I was about to say exactly what you were about to say. I can see it by the look on your eyes right <laughs> 1K? now. 1K? 1K. Take it away. Merry Christmas to us. I mean, we hit 1,000 followers. That's incredible. Thank um, you guys so much. That, that we, We've been talking about that since we started this podcast. Since episode one, we were thinking, dude, oh my God, when do you think we're going to get to 1K? It was always about 1K. It was. Like 100, 500. Like, that was cool. Obviously, that's not the end goal, but oh, yeah, it was course. definitely one of our little goals. Thank you guys a lot. We really do appreciate everything. Think, at one point, it was our end of season goal to hit 1K, and I think, yeah. I think when we... Like, the first game of the season, Prague, I think we had, like, 500 followers. And, like, they didn't even play a game yet. You yeah. know what I mean? And that, that was mind-blowing to us. And it was at that point we were, like, 1K before Christmas. For sure. And we actually said, like, we're going to get together for that Rangers game before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we hit 1K by then. And we did. So, so tonight's you. about us yeah. and the Flyers. Congratulations to you, Danny, for 1K. Congrats to you. That's a Christmas present in itself right I there. I love it. That's all I want for Christmas, Dan. That's all I wanted. Yeah, that's all I wanted, too. And a uh, four-game winning streak. No. You know what else I want? What's that? A cup. Next three years, you're going to get one. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Within Stamped. The you know, it's hot It's hot take season. It's, it's the holidays. I'm feeling I'm feeling real spicy right now. I've been saying it to a bunch of people lately. So I'm going to just say it on the podcast. I think the Flyers are going to win a cup within the next three years. <laughs> spicy. Fuck it. That is real spicy, bro. That's a, that's a good take. And the only reason why I'm saying the next three years is because Couturier has that unreal contract for the next three so years you're on that. and Giroux's also signed for the next three years yeah i think the, the sole reason we win a cup is going to be because carter hearts is, is young and cheap and couturier is a 10 million dollar player making peanuts yeah it's insane I mean, it's, a, it's a good take because i could definitely see the all the stuff that you do wait three years you said right within the next three within years. the next three years so you didn't say like on the third year, like within the next three years. Within the next three years, yeah. I like it's it. such a hot take though, and I know there's people like cringing, like oh god, they're all hype over yeah. a four game win streak. Yeah, no. I'm saying this because when I look at the team on yeah. paper, I see elite forwards, elite defensemen, and two good ass goalies, and one's gonna be elite soon, if not already. It's a very bold, very bold prediction, and you probably people will be calling you out for that. <laughs> They, you can't call me out for it until four it's years until from now. Four years yeah. from now, yeah, uh, dude. I want to see somebody with dedication four years from now. If we don't win a cup, call you out. Yeah, go ahead. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, no, not that you give a fuck. I'm sure I'm gonna be that nah, because what if they're good in that fourth year and they're like, oh, you said within three years, and then they're in first place in the fourth yeah, year. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, you, dude. Dude. they're going this year then. <laughs> I don't care. I'm a Flyers fan. I'm biased. I'm, I'm breaking your balls. I'm, yeah, I know. I. I hope they win a cup in three years. Could you imagine? It's tough talk right now. I know. Yeah. We're, what are we talking about right now? We're in the trenches of, of, of fairyland. That's <laughs> fantasy that's what land right now. We're talking about cops right now. When your team is 11 4 and 1. I know. But we got Washington that is a really good fucking team that we got to worry about. This upcoming road trip that we got to worry about. I'm excited. It's a, good, it's, a, it's a good time to be a fucking Flyers fan. Like, finally, it's fun to be a hockey fan again. Like, hockey isn't the number one reason why. I, I, I cry to myself to sleep every night. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> like it's, just, it's not not fun anymore. It's not depressing to watch. That's totally fun. Like, that's a that that's a positive I'll take for, for this year. Flyers hockey didn't make me want to not live anymore. <laughs> like yeah. Flyers hockey didn't actually visibly upset me. So that's fun. And hockey, when you get in the playoffs, 
You can beat anyone. I know, man. It doesn't matter. You saw it last Especially year. Especially hockey. Hockey's last the year, one playoff where you Every can beat division anybody. winner last year lost in the first round. Every division winner. That's... I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy, man. Such like, a funny sport. Having good hockey back is just a very good feeling. I'm very excited. We're so good at home. I want. I can't wait to watch a playoff game at home. I know. I know that's what everyone's thinking. I know. Every. I know everyone that's. You're excited. gonna get it, Dan. I know everyone that's excited on Twitter right now. I know in the back of their heads they're like, "Yeah, good win," but now they're thinking playoffs, just yeah. just like the rest of us. And I'm thinking, let's. Uh, we have a really hard January in front of us. Yeah. Now we say all the time, like this week, this next stretch of games is gonna show us how good the team's gonna be. Yeah. But January is really that. I mean, like, come on, you know what I mean? This isn't yeah. this isn't October, November anymore. Like, we're in like we're starting to get into the stretch. Yeah, this is where you pull ahead. Yeah, no, no, for sure, I agree. It's fun. It's fun being in this. There's nothing wrong with getting behind your team and 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 speaking things into existence and saying, "Hey, like, there's nothing wrong with us sitting here and saying, hey, we think that we're gonna make, we think that we're a playoff team right now. We're a confident group of people. We think that we're gonna make the playoffs. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that." Yeah, like we have, we're seven points above who's below us in the standings. So. Yeah, it's exactly. It, it's better. It's better than being in the alternative situation of not even being nowhere anywhere near the playoffs. Talking about the number one draft pick right now, it, it's better than being there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's better than being where we were last year. Like a year from, if we were to rewind a year, like it's it's night and day, man. It, it's a completely completely different vibe culture everything in, in one year i think it's a w i think that if you would have told me let last year that we're at this point where we are in the standings where we're at with with player development the individual performances players are having Provorov, hayes i would have told you that you were crazy it, it, it's so good to see man it's so exciting we got to see frost and Farabee on the same nhl line before christmas yeah all be kubel cast uh Case uh, Casa, uh, Kasha. What? Well, yeah, Kasha. I, don't know. I always mess up. Like, dude, name. your name is Case. God, God, I respect his uh, his foreign language, man. Casa. Yeah, just it. like Jakob Voracek, Jakob, right? Like, yeah. no, you're Jake until you stop turning it over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, that's just a shot. Team's, I love team's Jake. playing good hockey. Unblock me, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unblock Fire's Twitter. Please. Free us, Jake. Please take us to the cop, Jake. Then we will if if we ever go to the cup. Okay, if we go to the cup and he scores a goal, I will never shit talk Jake Voracek again, ever. I don't care if he turns the puck over years after that for just I mean crazy record Terrence Turner. But I don't give a fuck <laughs> if he scores a goal in the cup. I will never shit talk Jake Voracek again. Until then, I will call out his turnovers. If he scores, I'll just call like, up anybody's turnovers. If he scores just like a goal that that advances them to round two. <laughs> He's immortalized in my <laughs> yeah, eyes. Yeah. Turnover don't matter. No, yeah, agreed. If he has a a, a series changing goal this year or or next year, I'm at, well, next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If he a series changing goal, now we shit shit talking my guy again. Yeah, gotta wrap it up. Yeah, starting yeah. to hit. <laughs> you know it's time to wrap it up, and we've been rambling for like twenty minutes, but those make the best episodes though. They do. Um. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate us over here at the Liberty Yell. We wish you happy week. We do, definitely. Enjoy and, your um, time with family. Enjoy the Flyers. Friends. If you're an Eagles fan, go Birds. come on now. I know you're excited. Come on now. There's a reason why we didn't release an episode yesterday. That's Eagles Dallas, baby. 
beautiful, but, baby. Yeah, Philly sports pretty good right now. Sixers big dub too. So, Merry Christmas. You can follow us at the Liberty L. You can follow me at T L Y Danny. You can follow Chris Stumpo at at Chris Stumps. Be sure to leave us that that five star iTunes review. Nah, leave whatever you want. Be honest about yeah. it. I, I I can take that. We can take that. You know what I mean? Yes, if you got sir. something bad to say, we can take that. That's cool. Just review it. <laughs> yeah. Just just make sure you uh, add it. <laughs> yeah. Go Flyers, baby. Go Floor.